Hi, this is Anna from Indiana, and you're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Also, I don't know if I can do sound effects. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Hello everyone, and welcome to An Apotheosis of a Bombast once again. It's episode 64 in the lives of Elton Scott Government. I am one of your hosts, the aforementioned Elton, and joining me as always is the wonderful Scott Copperman. How are you, Scott? Hello. I'm doing good. It's a crisp fall afternoon, sun's out, rained like crazy yesterday. You know, lightning, where you, the house shudders from the lightning and the lights flicker. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, well, it's a good day. We haven't reached that stage just yet, thank goodness. No. But we're doing good. We should probably go right to the elephant in the room. Uh, someone is spreading a rumor you have an Xbox. Aha! Ah. Yeah, who's spreading that rumor? Not me. Mm. <laughs> okay, let I heard the rumor. I'm not spreading the rumor. Well, now I am because I brought it up on the show. Let, but... let me lay it on the line because my PlayStation may be listening to this as we speak. It's okay, dear. Don't worry. Is it like The Simpsons? You actually have like a... A Y box? And <laughs> no. You got it for a nickel? No. I was, um, uh, me and the family went round uh, Amanda's sister's house and stayed over there for the weekend. And conversation came around. We were talking about various stuff. And it sprung up about an Xbox. And my brother in law has, he had an, an Xbox from a friend. He bought his friend. A PlayStation 3 for a birthday present and be- because his Xbox had died because I think they all tend to die don't they um, that's right here he gathered all the stuff up put it in the garage and was going to chuck it away his Xbox he lent to a friend and that's sitting on, in a drawer at the moment above where his PlayStation is sitting as well so everyone's converted over to PlayStations from my neck of the woods um I said, oh, okay, so you're going to be chucking that away. He went, yeah, do you want the other one? I went, mm, okay, why not? <laughs> so I, next this weekend, I'm going to go down to London again, visit the other sister, and pick up the other Xbox while I'm down there. In the meantime, I'm poking around with this first Xbox, and I, when I was given it, it had, um, I turned it on and it had the red ring of death. That straight away and I thought oh okay fine fair enough you're gonna play that game and I've have you ever heard of the towel trick with these things uh yes wrap it up in the towel let it overheat stuff happens magical fairies dive in through the towels into the xbox and fix it somehow and I did it and lo and behold it worked and I was like whoa hang on it's not a myth it actually works and then it died <laughs> Again, <laughs> so I'm I'm now in the process of trying the penny trick, and the the trick is you strip your Xbox completely down. You've got four, um, oh, what are they call microchips underneath. I think they're to do with the graphics, their graphics cards. Because whenever your Xbox dies of a red ring, your graphics card slows down and then dies. And mm-hmm. the trick is to get pennies, wrap them up in uh, insulation tape but then paste them onto these 
cards uh, onto these chips and they you're basically using the the pennies as heat sinks to draw all the heat out of it and I'm in the process of doing that I'm I've done that but now then you have to do the the towel trick again and then it should all be fine so mine's already set up with a towel around it waiting to be turned on and then I'll see how we go click your heels three times throw salt over your shoulder yeah wave <laughs> cross your fingers mm. the whole deal I'm but maybe it's just because I got the the box and it was already red ringed and then it works for a little bit it just I took took the box apart and it just just bits of plastic here bits of plastic there oh not much in the middle there's not much gump to it it's just okay it just seems cheap to me so then you won't be rushing out to get the new Microsoft phone is there a Microsoft phone coming out now is it there is it was announced today actually beyond in November uh, remember our one of our rethinking lost listeners had uh it kind of gotten on us for always mentioning iTunes and not the Zoom store. Yes. And I forget what he said, but in some way, it was something I jumped on and said, oh, is that the Zoom phone? And he said, oh, uh, 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 you know, he backed his way out of it very well. Yeah, I remember that, yes. And it's it's a much rumored, much discussed, I don't know if it's ever, I don't know if it's coincidence that it happens to be announced now or if it really was something kind of brimming up along the way, but uh, it's it's been announced. Uh, I've seen a couple different sites today that I think it's November 8th it'll be available on Sprint and then later for Verizon and T-Mobile. Oh, okay. They're, they're saying it's not a... Uh, it's getting decent reviews, but it's not it's not necessarily an iPhone or, or Android killer. It just... It's been released late you know so it's, it's got a lot of ground to catch up and uh, the comments are that they're not really trying to make an iphone clone or they're, they're going for a slightly different feel and um going more for the business set so it'll be interesting to see so they're going after the blackberry side of things i think so we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes that makes a reference to it and uh you know i had seen it before i don't have it cut and pasted ready to go right now but right you know, I'll send it in for after. And I'm sure we'll get plenty of feedback on that because I think the majority of our listening audience is Apple people. Um, That's my impression. Really? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I, I would say at least half the people have iPhones. Now, I don't know if that's a greater percentage than what it is in real life in the regular phone market. <laughs> well, it, it seems over here a lot. Like, the toss-up between iPhone or um, the Desire from HTC, and I had to go with one of them the other day actually, just to be nosy and <sighs> didn't like it. Really didn't like it. Hmm. I'm trying to see if I can get a a cell phone market uh, breakdown. While you're searching for that, did you hear about the the lady who put a, a cat in a bin? <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. This was oh, a couple of months ago, and a lady just walked along, got caught on CCTV, saw a cat, stroked it, petted it, picked it up, and put it in a recycling bin, and then walked off. And now she's the cat bin lady. <laughs> she's a hated figure over here. Not much of a story. Oh, there, there was a, a copycat thing, though, of it. There was a, 
a woman in Germany caught throwing puppies into the um, into a river. That's like right out of the cartoons, throwing the bag of puppies over yeah. the bridge, tied them tied up. She literally put a hand in a bag, picked up a puppy, and threw it in the river. People like that should be strung up. Really should be. Yeah, it's just yeah. definitely one of those things where the the value on on life of any type is just you know suspect the way that happens. Yeah. Just assholes. <laughs> All right. Well, I have one chart here. Uh, it says just under a quarter of all cell phones are Apple. Um, f- nearly 40% are RIM. What do you think RIM is? RIM? Mm-hmm. Is that the BlackBerry? Google, Microsoft, Palm, RIM, and Apple. Is this the actual operating systems? Yes. The, oh, yes, MotorOcean. Um, Motion's RIMM. BlackBerry. Yes, you're right. That's BlackBerry. I didn't realize BlackBerry was uh, a leader up there. Yeah, see, not just a pretty face. Yeah, I'm not really well prepared for this here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, like Apple, it's an Apple phone is an iPhone. You know, uh, Palm, it, you know, it's it's a certain kind of thing. The Google phones or the Android phones, but. Yeah. Like, is my ordinary non-special phone, is that BlackBerry system? Yeah, just be a... I don't know. I, I don't know how phones work. Like, if you had... You had a Razer, didn't you? And I suppose that's just look, be like a... Well, that's a Motorola. Yeah. And they might just have their... They might subcontract out a um a system to work on that phone. Or do you, it in-house. You would think I could sit here on Google and just type in... Cell phone market share. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's get away from phones then. Yes, regardless, I I think from having seen bits and bobs of conversations on Twitter and such that a greater percentage of our listeners use Apple products than the standard worldwide market share. That's Fair my impression. Enough. What what type of um, percentage do you think of our listeners? Because we can make st- uh, statistics say anything. I would think so. more than half use an Apple product in some way. Either hmm. um, iPad, iPhone. I'll leave out the iPod because that's kind of obvious. But like that either the iPad, the iPhone, or the uh, Mac. Anyway. Speaking of, of brand stuff, going a little bit out of order here, uh, Marianne and I are, are starting to look a little bit into cars. Uh, we're looking to replace a, one of the cars we have, and you know we're looking at different models. And I've gone to a site thinking it was for Nissan Motor Company. I've gone to www.nissan.com, and you know you go to Honda.com, Toyota.com, Ford.com. Yeah. There were all the car dealerships or Honda. You get the big corporate thing. So I went to Nissan.com, and you don't get uh, Nissan Motor Company. You actually get it's um, a website for Nissan Computer Company, I believe. Oh, so someone's um, cyber squatting. Well, you would body. think that. And actually, when you go to the page, it says Nissan Computer we make it affordable coming soon. Get your email account at nissan.com or nissan.net. 
and uh, little blinking thing under American flags. Nissan's Nissan Motors lawsuit against us. So you figure, yes, it's a cyber squatting thing, and he's just fighting for his right to have bought this site a long time ago. Mm. It turns out Nissan Computer is owned by uh, a Mr. Nissan, Mr. Uzi okay. Nissan, um, who for more than 20 years has been operating uh, his own businesses. Uh, when he started doing this, Nissan Motor Company went under the name Datsun. That was yeah. the more common name they went by. Um, I think everyone knew someone who had a Datsun Cherry or yes. a Nissan Cherry. So he's doing his thing and Datsun decides to go under the name Nissan and all of a sudden uh, the internet catches fire and there's a little fight for the ownership of Nissan.com, which it's not like two people bidding on the same thing. It's that Mr. Nissan owned it already and was making use of it. Yeah. <laughs> and Nissan Motor Company came along and, and it, assuming that the information on this site is current um, and accurate is saying, well, I, I'm already here. <laughs> Excuse me. I know you'd like to build a road. This is my house. You cannot put the road right through where it is. Uh, I already live here. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's apparently been a long protracted legal battle uh, swinging in both directions but it, it's it's a little bit scary. I have a feeling that this guy is definitely milking it. You know, you get a lot of publicity out of it, and well, he's got sponsors on the ad on the page anyway, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think generally when stuff like this happens, someone sell. They come to an agreement. They sell the thing. It's not like his little co- his company is some little independent company. For him to make a change definitely does not impact his business in the way that, that he seems to be crying foul about it. But, you know, what's what's to say that, you know, you have, uh, say you have um, a McManus family site or you decide to kind of start a little something uh, and call it like Elton's company or you name it after your kids, you know, yep. Kimmy.com. And then all of a sudden a, a Mr. Kimi <laughs> from Norway decides he's, He's going to start his own business, and it gets larger than yours, and he decides he's going to take your website away from you. I don't pretend that this is not a biased uh, account on the website. I'm sure that there's there's more details to it. But I uh, I was really surprised. I stumbled on this by accident, and while I certainly wouldn't rally to defend Mr. Uzi Nissan, I kind of feel like... Uh, that he's being bullied here a little bit. Yeah, by a, a huge motor company. Um, see, the easiest way of cybersquatting nowadays is to take up a, a Twitter name, isn't it? Like, just the, before everyone... Well, just before the uh, Twitter bug caught everyone. Yeah, that was that's free. So you could kind of do that and get some celebrity names. and. Yeah. It, they do that but, before movies a lot, too. That's why now you're starting to see, like... Um, Quarantine-themovie.com because someone yes. already heard that there's a you know event different movies coming out and they try to predict the website that'll be used. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, and they just want a lot of it is people just wanting to make money out of uh, big companies. But well, sometimes but, you do get the little man who wants it. Say 
like you say, if, if I um, wanted McManus.com, I can't go to that and then scream and shout because someone's got it and order them to give it to me. They got there first, and even if they are smaller than me or a bigger company than me, you know, they got it. And they've got a contract with whoever's, you know, they're paying money to to actually keep their name. But I think this is a case where there's a strong effort being made to to take that away. I mean, I hmm. I could see if his name was not Nissan, you know, then you could say, well, you had no reason to take that name. You were speculating and and just got lucky. Yeah. But no, I mean, if um, it's not entirely unthinkable that in the next uh, let's say forty years that there'll be someone famous with a name similar to yours or one of your family members and if you know does that if they're an actor or a singer or, and their studio gets behind them with some money and says we want that website we yeah we want uh, everything with that name i it's it's an interesting question because you know what's you would think you have a a right to your name and all representations of it but and the funny thing is, though, it doesn't really exist either, does it? No. You can't pick it up and walk down the road with it in a box. It's on the internet. It's This is why I get puzzled with... The... There's something called a PlayStation Home, and you can go on there and you can build your own little house and own in the PlayStation world, and you can buy furniture for it and clothes for your person that walk around. And, okay... People are actually forking out real money to put clothes on this fake person. Mm-hmm. It's a license to print money. Where do... Why? I don't get it. Maybe if I if I immerse myself into one of these video games so much that I actually thought it was real life, then you could get away with it. But then you're not going to have any money to put on your person. Because you're not going to be out getting a job. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh see... That bugs me, all this fake stuff. It really bugs me. Well, let me ask you a parallel thing. So you, you feel like um, it's kind of first come, first serve on on public uh, things name, things that share your name. You know, so there's, um, a, uh, there's a McManus Corporation and, and you do something, whoever goes to McManus.net first gets it. You know, and it's... I think so, yeah. Now, what about... Unless they're, they're going out there to spite me to get it and then just sit on it and wait for me to pay them millions of pounds, which I don't have. Right. Well, and I think when the names are... it's some cases, it's clearly speculation and like a business effort, and that becomes a, a different issue, whether that's morally right, legally right. But when it's certainly your your name, you would think you have as much of a claim to it as, as any other uh, agency. Hey guys, you alright? <laughs> Are you in trouble? Do you need help? <laughs> it's my radio voice. You subscribe to the RSS feed to get a free set of earplugs in the mail. <laughs> On episode 71, the Ice Podcast meets the Masters Anon, who talk to us about their new project. Hugh and McGregor, so we can uh, to replace me for the podcast. So it's a pretty intricate movie that's coming out. 
But, uh, we did get John Williams to do the original score. Now, for the real thing, is, uh, what we got coming out is our season one, uh, our first year of uh, our podcast. Instead of calling it bonus material, we call it minus material. Well, John Williams' score from the film you're also doing going to be on there. Not the actual John Williams, it's my neighbor, John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about how they started off in podcasting. Yeah, we all worked yeah. at a mm-hmm. station in New Jersey. Uh, I think Mike was there before I got there, and then I came over to do the morning show. I was actually a janitor, and I just proved to everybody I could do something worthwhile. Master Non's original idea for a book. I've always liked essay writers, Chuck Klosterman, you know, but in audio The form. guys play Would You Rather. Would You Rather live as a human-sized snail. Uh, you, you get, you know, the shell is your house. It's kind of part and parcel. It's like being a vicar. <laughs> Or 15 to 25 little snails crawl out of your bottom. And you could start a band called Nine Inch Snails. <laughs> what, what happens if you get intimate with someone and then, you know, you're halfway through it and then suddenly snail shit? Two girls, one snail. <laughs> Don't miss the Ice Podcast meets the Masters of Not. Someone's calling it. It's the bad phone. Yeah. On episode 71 and subscribe now. So aside from, like, your, your own name is your own name. That's that's something different but now what about someone who i'm trying to think of someone we know that has a well like lucky minty okay uh would that be let's think of something that's even a little more original that, that, that's that quite original maybe she wants to sell lucky mint well all right but i'm just saying sometimes they're they're plays on other words already yeah but but fine let, all right so let's oh well, let's go ross cleaver so, Revolting Ross is his Twitter yes. ID. You know, he's guest on the show before, member of the Creeping with Armstrong podcast. So, it is that is not his Twitter ID, his uh, Xbox gamer tag, and I don't think in in other places like that. But that's not really his name. But I think the the legal claim to that would be different than if someone took Ross Cleaver. So. How can I put it? If he has a better case for holding on to Ross.com, Cleaver.com, mm-hmm. or Cleaver.com, than he would for Revolting Ross. Okay. Just for the fact that he's actually called it. Right. But, I mean, you, it, you could be just as much... Expl- uh, like, you know, your PlayStation tag, your gamer tag. Mm-hmm. It's... It's still an identity of sorts, you know? It is, but what about the Ross sitting on the bus next to him? Shouldn't he have just as much right to get that name, Ross.com, as Ross does? And then we watch a, a Ross fight, and the, whoever gets there first gets it. And Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it's an it's interesting tough. thing where the line is. You know, it, in some cultures, your know, last names are, are one name or it's your... It's your mother's name and your father's name. You know, people go three, four name chains. Mm-hmm. It's, it'd be interesting, and it, I think it's a new issue because, you know, twenty years ago, it didn't matter. But like I sit here now, and I look at my kids, and I I try to think of dual twofold. If they sign up for something, I I kind of don't want like let's say an email account. I forget what Jay signed up for. It was oh, Gmail. He did something that involved setting you know because if you do anything on Google, you have to set up a Google account. Yes. And so, whatever he did, he used a name that I would have preferred him keep for when he's a grown up. <laughs> you know, 
Like you're when you're ten years old, you can be uh, Crazy J two thousand, or you know, Tail Gunner fifty two, or you know. Red, orange, yellow, three, something like that. Yeah. But, but when, when you're, you're 50, 22 years old, you want your emails to come from jcopperman at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, but it's just a fine line of, you know, I'd like to try to claim it for him on the one hand, because if we wait, there will be somebody who, you know, a, a Jason um, Copper, <laughs> a Jason. Uh, Cooperman or whatever, you know, something that ends up taking that because it's as close as they can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, I, I just feel like uh, I don't want to invest in too many. I don't want to squat on those things either. But I know I hate that well, when I fill something you... out and it's it's like, I'm sorry, that's not available. How about this thing you wanted with 3742 at the end? Like, yeah. no, I don't want that. See, I, I think that's what you would be doing. You would be squatting on it, wouldn't you? Yes, and... but I'd be doing it for things that you know, I wouldn't be guessing like, oh yeah, Fly no. Guy Fifty Two. I would do my name or their name or. No, I understand that, but you you still would be squatting because you're squatting there. You're you're keeping a place in the line, aren't you? Yeah. And so once your your son comes along, goes, you know, that email. Do you mind if I use that now? Yeah, of course. And then you pass it on, and you've you've held on to it. You've put your lunch bag down next to the chair to save it for your friend. I kind of feel like you have to do that though. Unless it's going to be a case where 15 years from now, so few people will have had the foresight to do that, that it'll become, there'll be a different format. Well, hopefully we're just at the start of the internet. That's the way I see it. We've only just started and yet we're already squabbling over names and addresses and numbers. And you know, We nearly ran out of phone numbers a couple of years ago over yes. in this country and then they added another digit. Well done. You know, in twenty years' time, we might have another extra three digits. I think it's over here. They call it um, tough titty if you lose out. Yes. So tough titty. Well, it's it's just a interesting thought. And then even thinking ahead, like with passwords, you know, they try to think of different passwords, and I'm like, well, you know, by the time you pick passwords for things that matter, you're probably going to need like a, an eight digit thing so let's let's try to come up with something you can't just get away with uh, 2351 or something now a little four digit a lot of places mm. don't let you do that anymore you need six digits you need eight you need a letter and a number all yeah that you stuff. need at least a number in this letter or this word that you're creating yeah so anyway it just I thought it was interesting it didn't help me at all in finding a car but uh, I it was interesting I stumbled on that and I felt like I was like, ooh, there's something going on here. And while I don't want to take sides, I don't know if I agree with this side over here. And I'm reluctantly <laughs> eyeing the other guy a little bit. But From my point of view, I don't agree with the people jumping onto celebrity stuff or uh, companies and stuff like that and just nicking that so they get money out of it. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. They can you know, bugger off as far as I'm concerned. But if you've... Legitimately, legitimately, yeah, got a claim. Then you're bang to rights. You're fine, as in in the law of Elton. (laughs) And I think it's much different. People who would say, "Well, that's no different than you buy a piece of swamp land and hope that at some point someone wants to buy, uh, build a home there." 
that's different because here you're claiming identity in a way or, or something that you're claiming it for the, the value that comes from it is the identity it becomes. You know, that, mm. that land becomes uh, valuable because of overpopulation and, or advances in home building or something. But, you know, uh, frankwright.com is worthless until someone establishes the identity Frank Wright as a commodity. Someone works hard to become a famous violinist or something and now you're like, ooh, yeah, uh, buy your music on my frankwright.com site. Mm. (sighs) I think we've prattled on about that for a little while now anyway. Okay. (sighs) The world has been put to rights. Yes. So did you have uh, actual stories of of a lighter nature to discuss? (laughs) Well, just before we do that, um, there is one email I'd like to hit on if you don't mind. Okay. I, I won't read the whole thing out because it's just a a gushing stalker-esque type email from a wonderful person called Robert Gullison, I think it's called. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. It's Wise78 wait, wait, wait. on Sorry Twitter. for pronouncing his name wrong, not for the stalkerish, gushingish classification of the email. No, I like school, uh, stalkers. I okay. absolutely... I, I want more. I want more stalkers. Right, anyway, the email is from Robert Gullison, I think is his name. He's Wise78 on Twitter, and he just praises us and says that we're awesome and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, he's our number one Australian fan. So thank you very much for your email. I don't want to embarrass you reading it all out. And He's he's given us some five-star reviews as well on Rethinking Lost and Apotheosis. Everyone so. should. Yeah. Yeah. How about now? Just pop along. We all know that you've got computers because you've downloaded this or you're listening to this now. So pop along to iTunes and give us a, a review, please. Because we haven't had one for yonks, possibly since May, I think it is. But only if it's good. If you don't oh, like yeah. it, bite your tongue. <laughs> or write it down and then we'll just call you out in the next episode. Or post it on uh, some other podcast. Yeah, we'll find a forum and then just stick it there and run. Like a bomb. Like a hand grenade. <laughs> anyway, his email was... Gushing. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. Alright, well thank you then. <laughs> yeah, so, thank you very much, Rob. You are wonderful as well. Apotheosis of a Bombast is brought to you by Scott Kaufman and Elton McManus. You want chili sauce with that? But yes, um, lighter news. I don't know if you can call this light news or not. This story was brought to my attention by oh, Ross Ross Cleaver from Creeping with Armstrong. He um, actually posted it on uh, Twitter to me. I think it was because at the start of last week, I was up in Middlesbrough doing a training course for my lift company. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to the cinema, which I'll get to in a minute. And he said, oh, have a look at this. And it was quite a new story when he actually broke it to me, which was quite nice. And then it's just hit the big time at the moment. The The YouTube video of it has, as we speak now, uh, 1,724,000 views on it. Jeez. 
so it, it's quite big and when I first saw it I think it had 64,000 views on it so it, it, it's one of these viral things um, the story is it, it takes place in South Korea uh, there's a man there, there's a lady in a lift there's a uh, a video camera pointing down at an entrance of a lift in a shopping mall. It looks like it's in a car park, but this woman's in the lift, she presses a button, the doors hold open for a certain amount of time, and as they're closing, they get around about halfway closed, and then you see a man on one of these motorized scooters. Mm -hmm. And he flies in, he tries to beat the doors, he doesn't beat the doors, he goes wham, right into the doors. He reverses back a little bit, tries the button, nothing happens. The lift goes down. And this obviously enrages this guy. He reverses his scooter, sits there for a little while, and then all of a sudden floors it and goes whack right into the doors, which breaks one of the, uh, as you look at the doors, the right-hand door on this lift, on, on the actual landing itself. There's no lift behind this Remember. Yeah, you see it going down. You see the lights of the yeah. elevator dropping. He then reverses, and then does exactly the same thing, and he breaks the left-hand door, and the two doors combined actually look like a big cat flap, and then they gave way, and the man fell down the shaft. He actually died from this. Jeez. It stems from his anger management, they say. In the, really, yeah, there's a shock. Well, yeah. Um, I think everyone's been there when you've had either kids mucking around in a lift or you're running for a lift and, oh, hang on, shall I press the door open button? Oh, sorry. And then you missed your lift. It's no biggie. It happens to me every day. Trust me, I get used to it. Um, I looked on the YouTube video. I've seen it a couple of times and there's lots of people saying, oh, it's either fake or, you know, this couldn't possibly happen. And, oh, he died and, you know, Darwin's excuse for a man in a motorized scooter. Mm -hmm. I can see all their ideas. Yes, the man did die. He fell six meters, I think it was, onto the top of the lift. That's going to hurt, trust me. Also, with a, a motorized scooter falling on top of you as well, that's going to hurt as well. Mm -hmm. Falling. <laughs> it's. These lift doors, they will break. It's not fake. From my point of view, I haven't seen anything else on the internet because I'm double-checking this. But as far as I'm concerned, this is definitely not fake. This happened. This guy lost his temper and he rammed it. And I'll admit, when I first saw it, I wet myself because I didn't know that he died. But it's... See, I spent years and years working on lifts. And this happened many times before. There was a fight in Southampton maybe 12 years ago and these two guys were fighting on the landing of a building and it did exactly the same thing the doors opened like a cat flap and they went down the shaft around about 12 floors mm -hmm. and died from it but oh asshole yeah, I, I understand everyone's sticking up for him saying yeah but he died but he died okay but he rammed the lift doors why Why didn't he realise, you know, he could get hurt when the first door broke? I don't get it. So... Well, if his... If he had issues of managing and... Yeah, you know, we don't know what might have happened before. Maybe maybe he was even kind of chasing someone, you know? 
Hmm. Yeah, it could be, but you've seen the video, haven't you? So yes. Do you think it looks fake or not? Because there is a little cut in the middle of the the video, but I think that's just where they've sped up the time, so it's it, it looks like a, a speeded up shot to me. Yeah, I think it's legitimate. I've looked around a little bit online, and and no one's produced proof that it's fake. I mean, it, it sadly makes sense that it uh, could. I could see how it would play out that way. I should say. Hmm. Trust me, these doors would do that. They will hinge like that at the top. You've got rollers at the top. You've also got which the the landing doors. They run on rollers basically, so that you've got a nice smooth ride. Underneath that track that they're running on are another set of rollers called kicking rollers. And they stop, funny enough, people from kicking the doors off. And they work. And they obviously work here, because you haven't been able to kick the doors off from the landing. But the weakest point on these is the little... When when you get into a lift, you'll see a little guide, a little uh, groove in the floor. And that's where the, what I call, spuds sit. And if they break, then, yeah, you're going to get the cat flap element of these doors. And, I don't know, I just... I can see from certain people's perspective of, yeah, the Darwin War goes to him. Because he's such an idiot for doing it. Yeah. And I can I can giggle from that. Because I've spent years repairing lifts after people have done this sort of thing, they kick the crap out of these things on council states. And yeah, I, I feel sorry for the guy because he fell to his death. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn at the moment. I don't know what to think. Well, that's not lighter. That's not a lighter news story. It is. Well, it is, but not that you can't feel guilty about it. If he hadn't died, then I... It would have been such a different spin on it. Now, if it's a hoax, turns out it's a hoax, you find out in, um, you know, next October, we find out it's a hoax. Not not for any significant project, just, just some guy's bored somehow putting it together. Yeah. Are you irritated by that? Are you? Do you find it funny, brilliant? I'll be a little bit disappointed. Classless. But at the same time, glad that the guy didn't die. Oh, but... yeah, yeah. I don't know, see, whenever I find out stuff's a hoax, then I'm like, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. The moment's gone anyway. Yeah. I'll be glad for the guy that he didn't die, but I don't know, it doesn't look hoax to me at all. Okay, well, let's go a step further. So let's say you find out it's a hoax and it continues circling about. Do you then, do you go, ah, uh, actually, now that's a hoax and share the link explaining how it is? Or do you just kind of like, oh, yeah, I fell for that too? Or, I don't know. I really don't know. Cause I, I try to politely. No. If it's someone I care about, someone I like, and I don't want them to, to look foolish by pat and by, saying something that, that I know isn't true, mm. I'll let them know. But, you know, like my uncle sometimes will send like a, chain mail kind of thing, and I'll be like, oh, actually, no, this is from, 1997, and no, it's not true. <laughs> Well, from my point of view, I'm normally the last person to know about these sort of things anyway. It's only because Ross has brought it to our attention that I know about it. Otherwise, I I think I may have heard it. <laughs> You'd hear about it in 2015 else. that someone well, yeah. on the elevator. 
I'd end up with a memo saying, you know, this guy did this. Just check your doors, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. And then nothing would have been thought of it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it doesn't look like a hoax to me anyway. But on the lighter notes, uh, while I was up in Middlesbrough, I actually got to see two movies. And have you have you seen any of the films either Devil nope. or Buried? No, I've heard about Buried. Okay, right, Devil. This it's about bloody lifts, isn't it? I went up, I went up to uh, Middlesbrough, four and a half, five hour drive to get up there, do my training calls, stay over the night, and on that night I thought I'll sort it. I'll go out, and I went to the cinema, and I watched a movie about a poxy lift. So I'm doing training on lifts, and then I go watch a movie about lifts, and then I do more training on lifts, and I'm like, oh god, I don't like lifts. I hate lifts, but yeah, it's pretty good. Although it did feel like a, a health and safety video that I was watching while eating <laughs> popcorn. But, see, I I think a lot of people who who do a certain job and then see that job in a movie, let's say a paramedic, or we already know someone from a hospital who watches a program over here called Casualty, and she can sit there and just go, that's wrong, that's wrong, mm-hmm. that's wrong, they wouldn't do that, that's wrong. What load of crap that is. That's wrong. That's wrong. And I do the same thing whenever I see a, a lift or an elevator in a movie. I always do it. <laughs> like in, in Die Hard. Whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's slightly wrong. Or in Mission Impossible, okay, that's slightly wrong. Or other films like that. No, that wouldn't happen. That doesn't work like that. But in Devil, yeah. it was all there. And I was sitting there going, oh, oh, they've got that system. Oh. Oh, they used that. Oh, okay, fine. And it was it was quite good actually. So yeah, um, I wouldn't buy it, but yeah, Devil's good. And buried, it's literally a man in a box. Yep, that's it. I saw a film about a man in a box. Great. Did it bother you? Did it trouble you? I see. I. Went to the cinema to try and see Devil first off. I ended up watching Buried uh, the first night. And I got there too early to see Devil, and I didn't really fancy hanging around for an hour and a bit, waiting for that to um, start. So I thought, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll go the next day. And I just thought, oh, any mini money mo, I'll go watch Buried. And it's quite good to fit an hour and a half of, I don't know, Action with inverted commas into a box with a man sitting in a box with various things in the box with him. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, it is a man in a box and that's it. So, if you like them type of movies, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the genre of box movies. <laughs> What other films have boxes in them? Well, there's that one where you get a million dollars if you push the button, but somebody dies. Isn't that the cube? Well, it's called the box here. Oh, is it called the box? David Blaine sat in a box in London. Yep. And people stood on a tower bridge and swung golf balls at him. (laughs) So send us your favorite box-related video, TV, movie, 
will consider it. Yes. I th- yeah, I think that's all I've got for you today. Right. We're going to try to get a live show out soon. Probably um, first or second week of November. It's looking maybe, mm. maybe right in that wheelhouse. So yeah. keep that in mind. Check the Facebook page for updates and links and videos and some of the stuff that hasn't quite made it to the show yet. Uh, and make sure you check the main website at bombastpodcast.podbean.com. Send us an email if you got anything to say. Bombastpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I just was thinking, <laughs> wait a minute, that's an awful lot of bombast podcasting. But it always is. That's because we squatted on all the Bombast Podcast identities. Yeah, you're not getting them if you want them. They're ours. Um, Follow us on Twitter if you want. I'm Ultimate Manus, all one word. Scott is SHC1970, but you're not on there much, are you? No, I'm in a mini mini Twitter rebellion. And then, as I watch my follower count go up and down, I'm intrigued by that. So I'm kind of, it's a social experiment of sorts. Yes. Um, but I, oh. I still use it as a news feed, so if you got something to say, I'll see it. But I oh, might good not stuff. respond as much. Good. Because I actually put my first boo on uh, on Twitter oh. the other day. I've had audio boo sitting on my phone for ages, and then I decided to pluck up the courage and do it. Well, I was, I was around my brother-in-law's, and he gave, he gave my son... A big tracks. Did you ever have a big tracks when you was younger? Uh, no. No. Oh, my friend had one, and I used to go around his house quite a lot and play with the big tracks. And uh, my brother-in-law gave it to Jacob, and Jacob went out to play. So I played with it. Oh. Yeah. I I love big tracks. It's wicked. <laughs> so I put a boo about that on there. So if you can find it, then give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Although now you've shared basically the whole story already, so. <laughs> There's more to it. There's secret information in there, so you want to listen. Yeah, it's just, it's like a J.J. Abrams That's film. That's right. Unravel the mystery. Without the when lens flare. When does that movie come out? The one they show the trailer, it's like a railroad car or something, and it looks like a creature's trying to escape. Ah, oh, Super 8. Yeah, is that coming out soon? Hang on a sec. You, right, let's have a race on Google to find oh. out. You win. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Official sites. Maybe that's a J.J. Abrams mystery, finding out when the movie will come out. Hang on a sec. This film is not rated. No, oh, I don't want the trailer. Doesn't say. Doesn't say at the moment, which is brilliant. So I don't even know when that movie's coming out. <laughs> Great. No release date has been set, but it is expected to be summer 2011. Ah, okay, cool. Okay. Jolly good. Okay, well, let's wrap it up here. Let's say <laughs> goodbye to our wonderful listeners. And Thank you. Goodbye to each other. And we'll see you in about a week or so. Sounds good. Okay, cheers. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.